I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Arsene Langer. Welcome to this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day program. Carabao Cup, third round, Wednesday, September 20th, 2017. Arsenal v Doncaster Rovers, kickoff, 7.45pm. The contents. The manager, Arsene Wenger. The captain, Pa Mertesacker. Voice of Arsenal. Youth, Women, Academy, Player, Joe Willock, Match Action, Arsenal v FC Cologne, My Story, Culture, Pressure Points, Visitors, Doncaster Rovers, Player Feature, Ainsley Maitland's Niles, Teams. The Boss. Arsene Wenger on the opportunities offered by the Caraboa Cup. Arsene was talking to Rob Kelly. I was happy with our performance against Chelsea, though disappointed with the result. Having said that, I'm convinced that it was a good, positive point and a springboard for us to develop. We needed to convince ourselves and people around us that we can cope with this kind of pressure. I would like to praise the performance the response of the players, the togetherness and fighting spirit we showed, which was questioned a lot. That was our number one target, to do that. I felt it was a game with total intensity, where two teams really went for it and was a battle all over the pitch. We had plenty of chances, and even in the end we would have created more chances had we had a history of winning games. In the end we played with some inhibitions because we didn't want to lose, We wanted to win the game, but I believe as well that it was important not to lose for the future of the team. Somewhere we had those inhibitions in our head and in the reflected attitude. I'm looking forward to being back at the Emirates for tonight's game. What's changed in English football is that you go down two levels and you notice that the teams play good football. They prepare 
and are ready to give a tough game to any opponent. We want to go through because we have the luck of playing in front of our fans and have come out of a positive game. But we're also conscious that it's difficult. I've watched Doncaster and we've prepared for them in the same way we would for any opponent. I can still remember our last game against Doncaster in this competition when Gilberto saved us at the end. This time we have the advantage of playing at home, so let's make the most of it. We want to be consistent, and establishing that consistency is what the squad will focus on tonight. There's been some talk about the format of the League Cup, but I'm happy with it. The only thing I'd say that playing two games at the semi-final stage is maybe a bit much, given the matches are played as a very important phase of the Premier League season. That being said, I've been here for such a long time, and I have a huge respect for the tradition of the competitions here. At the start, when I arrived here, I was much more competitive to change things. Now, I lie down and say, OK, we'll deal with it, and I respect it, because that's the culture of football that has been created. I must say, I'm at the stage where I see new coaches coming in and criticising it, and it makes me upset. So, I'm not any more the revolutionary on that front, because I have a big respect for the tradition of English football. We have so many big teams here, and it's very difficult to win it for smaller teams. I believe the League Cup is a good opportunity for all the clubs in the Premier League to go to Wembley. Tonight, you can expect to see a similar team to the one that started against Cologne. One negative from Sunday was that we'd lost Danny Welbeck, and he is now out until the international break, as is Francis Coquelin. Masut Ozil is training again, but has a little inflammation of his knee and won't be available tonight. In more positive news, Callum Chambers is set to be involved, as is Jack Wilshire. Jack is consistent in training. If you ask me, is he back to his full 100% potential? I would say no, but he's not far. The rest now can only be gained by competition. That's why I believe that these kind of games are very important for him. He is focused, he is working hard, and he is absolutely determined to get his place back in the team. There is a big fight there, and that's what we want. I think he deals with the pressure very well. He always had that from a very young age, but I would say that overall he is more patient now. He got a few knocks and bruises that build a man, and at the start it was all very easy for him. He has gone through some tough times, so he has that density, that fitness now of a man who knows that life is not only easy. You have as well to go through some difficult periods, and he has always had a football brain. He understands football very well, but I would say he's a much more mature man today. Jack always had common sense, but he had an impulsive character. I would say that he masters that aspect much better today. I made this player start at 17 years of age. That means I am convinced by him. You have to be convinced to play a boy at 17 years of age that he is a special player. He is a special player, but we are all like that. You need health to work, I need health to work, and a football player needs to be healthy to play. I gave Jack a chance in this competition when he was a teenager, and there will be some young players in the squad tonight too, like Eddie Nkitia and Joe Willock. 
I like the quality of Eddie's movement, the quality of the areas he goes into, his strength, determination to finish things off, and his work rate as well. With Joe, it's the intelligence of his game, the tactical knowledge and understanding of the game, the quality of his decision-making, and the quality of his technique. Enjoy the game. The Captain Per Mertesacker on Sunday's game and the importance of the Carabao Cup. What pleased me at Chelsea on Sunday was how solid defensively and structured we were from the start. Everyone understood their role and everyone worked very hard to get a result. We haven't been capable to get a result at Stamford Bridge in recent years, but this defensive performance reminded me of our win at Manchester City in 2015. I think that has to be the standard for us, especially away from home. That takes responsibility from the squad, that takes guts as well, to do the right thing for the team. It helped a lot against Chelsea that everybody was locked in and understood what was at stake, what we needed to do and what we had to learn from last year. They had a couple of chances, but the way we blocked, the way we counter-attacked at times, especially in the first half where we should have scored at least one, was impressive. That helped us keep a clean sheet, which we really deserved. It's always going to be a different game away from home, and we should keep that defensive mindset as we got punished at Stoke and at Liverpool. If we lose possession, we must drop behind the ball. Everyone understands the role and the need to be active. That made the difference on Sunday. It was a confident performance and one that showed that we have trust in each other. The main thing for us is to maintain that now because we have given away too many points already. We want to compete at the top of the Premier League and to do that we have to believe in ourselves and build on the positives. We've shown that we can learn from our mistakes, now we need to stay hungry. That starts this evening. We have to compete with Doncaster and those that start tonight need to show the manager that they are ready to take advantage of this opportunity. We could well see changes to the team from the Chelsea game and perhaps some of those who started against Cologne will come back into the team. We've played a lot of games since the international break, so it's a good chance for the manager to give some players a breather and others a chance to express themselves. We have that deep squad and we need to use that to our benefit. Everyone needs to get going and compete for places in the squad, both to get the players who are in the Premier League team to raise their game further in training and to show that anyone in our squad is capable of coming in and performing, regardless of the opposition. You want to build trust in yourself and show the manager that he can count on you every single time. We want to advance in the Carabao Cup and we want to stay in as many competitions as we can so everyone in the squad has more games. We might see some young players come into the squad tonight. We've had some of the younger lads training with us throughout the season. Nowadays you have so much focus on them from an early age and it's important for them to show that they can build consistency and transform what happens on the training pitch into a match situation. Go out there, give everything and transfer your hard work on the training ground into the game. At the same time it's crucial for them to train as hard as they play because that's what gives you the edge, the advantage and the process to develop. Finally, I was delighted to be back on the pitch at the Emirates against Cologne. It was my first start at the Emirates Stadium for a while and it was a pleasure for me to play in front of you again. It made me happy to play at home and it's helped me get that extra fitness too. As I mentioned for myself and for others who haven't played much in the opening month of the season, 
This phase of having extra games is important because they give us a chance to show our qualities and to make sure that we are completely fit too. I'd like to add that I thought you supported us in a magnificent way last Thursday and we're hoping for the same this evening. There will be times when we struggle, there will be times when we have a lot of possession, there will be times when we do not create a lot, but then we need our fans to back us up and to believe in us. Thanks for your support. Donny be complacent. We can't underestimate Doncaster and we know they will make it difficult for us tonight. We have to play out from the first minute, we have to take advantage technically, but we need to match them physically to get an advantage at the end. Voice of Arsenal Win with Gunners Hattrick We've got a very special competition for you in tonight's programme. Hidden within the issue are these three flag-waving Gunners. Cunningly, Gunner has hidden himself in three places that, when you add up the page numbers, give you a number that has a special significance to our legendary mascot. Once you have worked out the number, you are in with a chance of winning one of 10 limited edition goodie bags. All you have to do is tweet the number to at Gunnersaurus using the hashtag FindGunner. And we would also love to see a picture of you with one of the Gunners you have found. What are you waiting for? You don't have long. We will give you tonight and until the end of tomorrow, September 21st, to tweet us. Good luck. All T's and C's on the Junior Gunners website. Hashtag find Gunner. Shadow Stars. Today we've got 13 Junior Gunners who have all been given the chance to go behind the scenes on match day. The JGs, ranging from 9 to 16, have all been given important roles and are shadowing key members of staff to get unique insight into how Arsenal operates on a match day. The junior gunners entered the competition, telling us all about what they want to be when they grow up and how they manage under pressure. All gave excellent answers and were given roles that suits their answers. The roles are kit manager Aidan, 9, Photographer, Joe, 16. Matchday Experience Director, Lana, 9. Matchday Reporter, Dylan, 11. Groundskeeper, David, 10. Matchday Host, Boris, 13. Social Media Manager, Samaya, 13. Camera Person, Abby, 16. Matchday Show Director, Theo, 11. Matchday Experience Manager, Danny, 9. Ball Squad Manager, Harrison, 10. Stadium Control, Thomas, 13. Director's Host, Ellie, 13. Make sure you give our Junior Gunners a huge welcome when you see them. Round 4 details. The winners of this evening's Carabao Cup fixture will find out their opponents for the fourth round tonight. The draw for the last 16 will take place live on Sky Sports News after the conclusion of Manchester United v Burton Albion, with clubs finding out which fourth-round fixtures will be televised by tomorrow morning. It'll be decided on the night. This evening's match will be decided on the night, even if we're level after 90 minutes. Should that be the case, 
the game will go to extra time and if the teams are level after 120 minutes, a penalty shootout in the ABBA format, as seen in our Community Shield win over Chelsea, will be required to decide which team progresses to the last 16 of the competition. Please note that each team will also be permitted to make a fourth substitution during extra time. David's Half Century Congratulations to David Ospina, who made his 50th appearance for us against Cologne last Thursday. David has established himself as an important member of the squad since signing from Nice in 2014. The Columbia International actually made his debut for us in the League Cup, starting a third-round fixture against Southampton in September of that year. And he also played the entirety of our third-round away win at Tottenham Hotspur in this competition a year later. Cologne Club Statement Following last week's UEFA Europa League match with Cologne, we would like to stress that fan safety was always our paramount concern and informed all decisions made. We worked in full consultation with police and UEFA officials on the night and in advance of the game and had taken extensive steps in advance to prevent tickets being sold to visiting supporters. This included a number of measures, including ensuring no tickets were sold via general sale and that no red memberships purchased after the draw were able to be used to get tickets in the home end for this match. We also worked with our colleagues at Cologne to stop supporters travelling without match tickets. The 3,000 tickets issued to Cologne fans was in line with competition rules, but it is clear many more visiting fans arrived, causing significant congestion and disturbance outside the stadium before kick-off. Many tickets were sold through touts, and this is very disappointing. We have launched a full review into the circumstances surrounding the game, and will ensure any lessons that can be learned are used in the future. Ferrano Jr. Everyone at Arsenal was saddened by the recent passing of staff member Ferrano Jr. Ferrano will be remembered as a larger-than-life character who always found the time to go above and beyond to help people in the most charming of ways. On match days, he would often step into the higher-profile areas of the stadium in places such as the Director's Box and the Diamond Club. He always received exceptional feedback from colleagues and friends, which is true testament to his professionalism and work ethic. May he rest in peace. Above and beyond, congratulations to Eamon Curran, who went above and beyond with his programme-selling skills against Cologne on Thursday. Eamon deservedly won a Puma sports bag, and we'd like to thank him for his sterling efforts on the evening. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Take a gap year with Arsenal. Arsenal are offering the opportunity of a lifetime. We are recruiting gappers for our November intake of the Arsenal Gap Year programme, giving everyone the opportunity to take a truly unique gap year that boosts your CV, enables you to travel the world and gain key qualifications that will help you stand out from the rest while having the best year of your life with Arsenal in the community. Starting in November, 
you will have an intensive month of coach education, learning how to coach kids and adults from Arsenal in the community coaches, exploring how the game can be used as a social vehicle to engage those hardest to reach and building life-lasting friendships with your fellow gappers. You will develop your coaching skills and confidence in local primary and secondary schools, as well as getting involved with numerous Arsenal in the community activities before getting ready for an adventure of a lifetime. We have teamed up with This Girl Can Islington to offer eight free places on stage one of the Arsenal Gap Year for women living in the borough aged 18 and over. For more info and to apply for our November intake, visit www.arsenal.com forward slash community forward slash gap year or email gapyear at arsenal.co.uk. You can also find us on Twitter at AFC Community, hashtag Arsenal Gap. It's the law. With the laws of football regularly being adapted, Ken Goldman, Vice Chairman of the North Middlesex Referee Society, reveals the latest changes to the game's essential framework. This season's revised penalty shootout system of which Arsenal have already taken advantage in the Community Shield, shows the change in the order of kicks. Instead of the team winning the toss, mandatorily going first each time, which the lawmakers felt favoured that team, the system employed in the tennis tiebreak is now used. This means that the first team shoot, and are then followed by the second team, who shoot twice in succession, before it reverts to the first team, who then go twice. The acronym for this is ABBA, A-B-B-A, and the prevailing joke attached is that the winner takes it all. Colo joins the 100 Club. Congratulations to Colo Torre, who was recently inducted to the 100 Club after confirming his retirement from professional football. Colo, a key member of the 2003-04 Invincible squad, made 326 appearances in all during his time in North London and has become the 74th player to join the club. The 100 club recognises the efforts of players to make 100 league appearances for us. Players are only inducted upon retirement. Well done to Colo on a very special career. Bag it, question time. Win with Arsenal and Puma. In every domestic programme this season, the club's kit partner, Puma, are giving away travel bags. Just answer this question to begin with a chance of winning. Who did we beat in the third round of last season's League Cup? Email your answer, including your name and address to program at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. All entries to us by Friday, September 29th. One entry per person. Ref Watch Scott Duncan. This evening's referee is Scott Duncan from Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Mr Duncan, who has been on the national list since 2012-13, is taking charge of a senior match at Emirates Stadium tonight. An experienced Football League referee, he has taken charge of nine matches so far this season, showing 23 yellow cards and two reds. Text 67777. If in doubt, report it. If someone complains, take it seriously. How? Antisocial text service. Get your phones out and text 67777. 1. Text one of the following words. Race. 
HPH, tout, foul, stand, smoke, sexism. Two, give a description. Three, give your location, block, row and seat. Arsenal Youth. The Gunners make it four wins from five under 23 games. Friday, September 15th, 2017, Meadow Park. Arsenal under 23, 1. Johnson, 32, own goal. Leicester City under 23, 0. The under 23s made it four wins from five and rose to joint top of the Premier League 2 table with a narrow 1 0 win against Leicester City at Meadow Park. The Foxes' Donald Johnson scored an own goal just past the half-hour mark to give us all three points. Matt Macy pulled off a string of fine saves near the end of the tie to retain our lead and secure the victory. Steve Gatting named a similar starting eleven to the one that lined up in our previous fixture against Manchester United, but made a few alterations, with first-team squad member Callum Chambers being handed a run-out. Matt Macy started in goal behind a back three of Chambers, Marcus McGuane and Julio Pleguezuelo, while Jordi Osetutu and Josh De Silva filled the wing-back roles. Jeff Rain Adelaide and Joe Willock were paired in central midfield, flanked by Eddie Nketiah and Race Nelson, with Tuba Akpom leading the line up front. The first opportunity of the match fell to Nketiah, whose drilled strike was tipped wide by Leicester's goalkeeper Daniel Everson for a corner. Just a few moments later, the Foxes soon created their own chance on goal, when George Thomas sent a low shot from the edge of the penalty area narrowly right of Macy's far post. Although the visitors enjoyed the opening exchanges of the tie, it was Gatting's side who took the lead on the half-hour mark, when Osei broke free down the right channel and fired in a dangerous ball. With Akpom waiting in the centre to tap the ball home, the Foxes' Darnell Johnson intervened and inadvertently put the ball into his own net. Soon after, the Gunners almost banged a quick-fire second when Akpom sent a searching cross to the far post. Nelson made a run from deep to meet the ball and flung himself towards it, but couldn't make contact. It would have been an almost certain goal had he done so. Shortly following the interval, Nketiah let the visitors know that there would be no let-up when he fired a low shot searching for the far corner. Overson this time, however, was behind the ball. With full-time nearing, Steve Beaglehole's team began to turn up the heat in search of an elusive equalising goal, but created plenty of chances in the final 20 minutes. It took a great save from Macy to first deny Kiernan Dewsbury Hall, who found himself in space on the edge of the penalty area, but the midfielder saw his curling effort palmed away by a diving Macy. Moments later, Leandro Martis very nearly volleyed Leicester level when he met Josh Knight's header down, but to the relief of Gatting's men, the winger's effort went wide. In the dying minutes, the visitors came close once again, when the ball fell into a goalmouth scramble, which resulted in Macy gratefully grasping onto the ball on his line. The victory put Arsenal's under-23s level with Liverpool at the top of the Premier League 2 table, with the Gunners' next fixture coming against Everton away from home on the 25th of September. Joe Willock on the win. After the match, Joe Willock said, it was a hard game. Some games go like that. You have to just grind it out. I thought the boys did well. I did well in parts. It was a good game. I just had to focus on my defensive side of the game more than I usually do. For set pieces, I had to be in the right position, but I'm learning to do it, so it's good for me. We had to just stay in there. We had our backs against the wall in the later stages, but that's how it goes sometimes. You have to grind it out. 
It means a lot. I know it's still early, but we mean to go on like that, so we're just going to carry on fighting and hopefully get something out of the season. Arsenal. Macy, Chambers, Dragomir, 73. McGuan, Pelegazuelo, Bola, 63. Osei De Silva, Rain Adelaide, Willock, Nketiah, Nelson, Akpom. Subs not used. Iliev, Gilmore, Fortune. Saturday, September 16th, 2017. The Cliff Training Ground, Premier League Cup. Manchester United, under 18, 4. Burkhat, 48. Mella, 68. Gomez, 84. Penalty, 89. Penalty. Arsenal, under 18, 3. Sacco, 5. Smith Rowe, 12. Olienka, 36. The under-18 saw a 3-0 half-time lead demolished in the second half by Manchester United in our first game in the Premier League Cup. Kwame Ampadu raced into a two-goal lead through Bakayo Saku and Emile Smith-Rowe within the first 12 minutes, while James Olienka added a third before the break. Two late penalties from Angel Gomez sealed victory for United. Arsenal's under-18s were drawn with Wolves, Stoke City and Manchester United for the group stage of the Premier League Cup, and the first opponents Kwame Ampadu's side faced in the new competition were United, who were coming into the game on a winning streak. Ampadu made just two changes from a defeat at Chelsea in the team's previous fixture for our first game in Group F of the competition. Joao Virginia lined up in goal once again, behind a back four of Vontae Daly-Campbell, Dominic Thompson, Danny Ballard and Joseph Olowu. Zek Medley captained the side in midfield, alongside Josh Benson, while Bakayu Saku, Follerin Balogun and James Olienka fell in behind Emile Smith-Rowe, who led the line. It didn't take the under-18s too long to make a mark on the game and open the scoring, when Sacco struck in just the fifth minute. The 16-year-old drifted in from the right-hand side and fired a powerful strike over United's goalkeeper Alex Focek. Just seven minutes later, Arsenal doubled their lead through Smith-Rowe, who continued his fine goal-scoring form. Following a poor clearance by Focek, the striker was played through by Balogun and swept the ball round the keeper and into the bottom corner. Not looking to let up, the under-18s continued to punish lax defending from United and in the 36th minute, Olienka put his name on the score sheet. The forward played a neat 1-2 with Sacco and slid the ball in at the near post to make the score 3-0. Following the interval, United quickly found the foothold that they had been searching for in the first half when Nishan Burkat met Dylan Levitz at the near post to sidefoot the ball past Virginia. 20 minutes later, the home side reduced the deficit to one when Jack Buckhale-Meller pulled another goal back for the hosts. The substitute raced through on goal and Cooley rolled the ball in off the far post. Late on in the game, with the full-time whistle nearing, Balagan gave away a penalty for pulling back Brandon Williams. Angel Gomez stepped up to take the spot kick for the Reds and, although Virginia went the right way, the scores were brought level. And it was yet another penalty that made the comeback complete for Kieran McKenna's team, this time for a foul on Largi Ramazzoni. The substitute took on three and then four of our players on a run into the penalty area and was fell between Alowu and Medley. Gomez stepped up once again and buried the ball, this time sealing victory for his side. Arsenal Virginia, Daly Campbell, Thompson, Clark 64, Ballard, Smith 69, Olowu, Medley, Sacco, John Jules 64, Benson, Balogun, Olienka, Smith Rowe. Sub not used on Conquest.
Arsenal women. The Gunners have a fine history in the Continental Cup. Words by Michael Donlevy. Conti Cup expands for a big season ahead. Arsenal will be looking to win the WSL Continental Cup for a record-extending fifth time when it kicks off next month. The competition has reinstated a group stage for 2017 to 2018, having abandoned that format in 2016. The Gunners, who have won the trophy four times in six years since it was launched to replace the Premier League Cup in 2012, have been drawn as a seeded team in Group 1 South and will face each of the other four teams in the Group once, with two matches at home and two away. The group stage has also implemented an innovative new point system. Teams will receive three points for winning in 90 minutes, but if the scores are level at the end of the match, there will be a penalty shootout, with the winners picking up to two points, and the losers one point, for drawing the game. First up, Arsenal will host London Bees at Meadow Park on Thursday, October 12th. That's followed by a trip to Millwall on Wednesday, November 1st and a home game against Reading on Sunday, November 5th with the group stage concluding at Watford on Thursday, November 16th. Kickoff times are in the fixtures list given shortly. The quarter-finals, which will feature the two top teams from each of the four groups, will take place in December with the semi-finals in mid-January and the final on the weekend of March 10th. The other seeded teams are Liverpool, Manchester City and Chelsea. Gunners on international duty. Arsenal's England international stars are in action tonight as the Lionesses take on Russia in their first match of the 2019 World Cup qualifying campaign. Jordan Nobbs, Jodie Taylor and Daniel Carter are all in the squad for the game at Prenton Park as England, who are up to third in the FIFA rankings, take on a team 22 places below them. Meanwhile, our Dutch quartets were due to take part in a sold-out rematch of the Euro 2017 final in Denmark last Friday, only for the match to be cancelled when Denmark's Football Federation failed to settle a pay dispute with its players. Instead, Dominique Janssen and Danielle van der Donk featured as the Netherlands beat Belgium 2-1 in a hastily arranged friendly behind closed doors last Thursday. Finally, Lisa Evans came on as a substitute as Scotland, managed by ex-Gunners boss Shelley Kerr, won 3-0 in Hungary. Stars Bag Awards treble Jodie Taylor and Jordan Nobbs are celebrating after winning three awards between them at the recent FA Women's Football Awards. Jodie was named England Player of the Year after scoring five goals and taking home the Golden Boo at Euro 2017, while Jordan picked up the Players' Player of the Year and goal of the season for her stunning free kick at Manchester City in the Spring Series. Congratulations to both. Get your Arsenal membership now. The most successful women's team in the country is celebrating its 30th anniversary by introducing a new membership scheme for supporters. Along with access to our home games, members will receive a range of exclusive benefits, including access to discounted tickets, a membership pack filled with limited edition merchandise, priority access and discounts to exclusive Arsenal WFC events, including our 30th birthday celebrations and entry into the ballot to attend an open training session. There is also a junior membership for under-16s, which includes a birthday card on your special day, entry into our mascot ballot and the opportunity to be part of our juniors members' takeover day. Membership costs £60 for adults and £30 for under-16s and over-65s. You can find out more details and apply by heading to www.arsenal.com slash women. 
Oh, and all supporters who sign up by September 30th will go into a competition to have their membership hand delivered to their door by one of our players. WSL Fixture List 2017-2018 Home Games Sunday, 24th of September, Birmingham City, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 8th of October, Bristol City, WSL, 12.30pm. Sunday, 29th of October, Everton, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 5th of November, Reading, CC, 2pm. Thursday, 16th of November, Watford, CC, 7.45pm. Sunday, 17th of December, TBA, CCQF, TBA. Sunday, 14th of January, TBA, CCSF, TBA. Sunday, 11th of February, Yeovil Town, WSL, 2pm. Friday, 23rd of February, Everton, WSL, 7.30pm. Sunday, 18th of March, TBA, FACQF. TBO. Wednesday, 28th of March, Liverpool, WSL, 7pm. Sunday, 15th of April, TBA, FACSF, TBA. Saturday, 21st of April, Yeovil Town, WSL, 3pm. Saturday, 5th of May, TBA, FACF, TBA. Sunday, 20th of May, Bristol City, WSL, 12pm. Away games. Sunday, 1st of October, Manchester City, WSL, 12.30pm. Thursday, 12th of October, London Bees, CC, 7.30pm. Wednesday, 1st of November, Millwall Lionesses, CC, 7.45pm. Sunday, 12th of November, Sunderland, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 10th of December, Liverpool, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 7th of January, Chelsea, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 28th of January, Reading, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 18th of February, TBA, FAC, R5, TBA. Saturday, 10th of March, TBA, CCF, TBA. Saturday, 24th of March, Sunderland, WSL, 6pm. Sunday, 1st of April, Chelsea, WSL, 2pm. Thursday, 19th of April, Reading, WSL, 7.30pm. Sunday, 29th of April, Birmingham City, WSL, 2pm. Sunday, 13th of May, Manchester City, WSL, 2pm. Arsenal's Young Professionals Meet the Arsenal Academy players who are hoping to follow in some very famous footsteps in the League Cup by Michael Donlevy It's not often we get to turn the spotlight on our Academy stars but it seems appropriate to introduce you to the generation of young hopefuls who are eyeing the first team as we enter a competition that Arsene Wenger has traditionally used to blood young talent. While Arsenal haven't won the trophy since 1993, a host of famous names will have fond memories of the League Cup. An incredible 81 players have made their Arsenal debuts in this competition under Wenger, 
and that list includes household names such as Francis Coquelin, Alexei Wobi, Wojciech Szczesny, Cesc Fabregas, Ashley Cole, Gail Clichy and Kieran Gibbs. This year could be someone else's turn. You will now meet the current stars of Arsenal's under-18 and under-23 sides. Some of them, such as Rhys Nelson, Eddie Nketiah and Joe Willock, will be familiar names, others may not be. But these players have either been with the club from an early age, many as young as eight, and progressed through our Hailand Academy, while others have arrived from abroad, tempted to England by the Gunners' reputation for developing and giving first-team opportunities to young players. Remember, you saw them here first. Defender Christian Bielik, born Konin, Poland, 4th of January 1998, joined Arsenal from Legia Warsaw, January 2015, signed pro, January 2015. Commanding and authoritative central defender, Christian has blossomed since arriving from Legia Warsaw in 2015 and made his first team debut in October that year. Despite joining as a central midfielder, Christian has since developed into an accomplished ball-playing defender. He made ten appearances on loan to Birmingham City in the second half of last season and represented Poland at the Under-21 European Championships in his home nation in summer 2017. Defender Mark Bowler, born London, 9th of December 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2014. Signed Pro, April 2016. Marauding fullback Mark continued his development last season with his first ever loan spell, moving to Knott County for the second half of 2016-17. Mark impressed at Meadow Lane, making 13 appearances for the League Two side and enjoying the praise of fans. Mark featured in Premier League Two and the UEFA Youth League in the opening half of the season, before tasting life in the lower leagues and will spend this season on loan at Bristol Rovers in League One. Defender Talaji Bola, born London, 4th of January 1999, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro January 2016. A powerful and commanding fullback who is also capable of playing at the heart of defence, Talaji made the breakthrough to under-23 level in 2016-17. Already capped for England at under-18 level, Hailand graduate Talaji has developed a reputation as being a classy ball-playing defender and he routinely represented the club in the UEFA Youth League campaign last season. Talaji, who is no relation to fellow defender Mark, is a product of the club's Hailand Academy. Defender Cohen Bramall Born Crew, 2nd of April 1996, joined Arsenal from Hednesford Town, January 2017, signed pro, January 2017. An athletic and attack-minded left-back, Cohen joined from Northern Premier League side at Hednesford Town. His undoubted potential earned him a place on the pre-season tour of Australia and China, playing against Sydney FC, Chelsea and Bayern Munich. A keen sprinter in his youth, his previous football experience had all been at non-league level, with Kidsgrove Athletic, Alsega Town, Nantwich Town, Market Drayton and Newcastle Town. He is on loan to Birmingham City this season. Goalkeeper Alex Crean, born Farnborough, 
22nd of August 1999, joined Arsenal from Celtic, September 2016, signed Pro, September 2016. Powerfully built goalkeeper Alex joined from Celtic at the beginning of the 2016-17 season, shortly after his 17th birthday, immediately signing a professional deal with the club. Alex grew up playing for Crystal Palace and also lists Bromley among his former clubs. Having represented Scotland at youth level, Alex competed alongside Joao Virginia at under-18 level last season. He made seven appearances for the academy side during his debut campaign with the Gunners. Midfielder Josh De Silva, born Ilford, 23rd of October 1998, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro October 2015. Dominating midfielder Josh has proved his worth at both under-23 and under-18 level with impressive performances in a range of positions. Capable of operating from deeper in midfield, in an advanced role or on the flanks, Josh, whose full name is Palanda Joshua da Silva, played 34 games across the age groups last term. In July 2017, Josh who is deadly from set-pieces, was part of the England squad that won the Under-19 European Championship in Georgia. Midfielder Vlad Dragomir, born Timisoara, 24th of April 1999, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro April 2016. Diminutive midfielder Vlad joined the club in the summer of 2015 from ACS Poly Timisoara in Romania. Blessed with impressive vision, directness and agility, the left-footer attacking midfielder is capable of operating in behind the striker or on either flank. Vlad has represented Romania at youth levels, also captaining his nation, and has caught the eye with his ability on set pieces. He scored twice in 14 under-18 outings last term. Forward Aaron Ayoma, born London, 22nd of September 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2014, signed pro April 2016. Pacey winger Aaron spent most of the second half of last season on loan with FC Volendam in the Dutch second division. Renowned for his lightning pace and direct wing play, Aaron uses his physical attributes to defeat defenders and deliver dangerous crosses into the box. He played just twice for the under-23s before his loan spell last season, but has shown his value to the academy regularly while progressing through the youth setup at the club. Midfielder Yassin Fortune, born Aubervilliers in France, 30th of January 1999, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro February 2016. Tricky midfielder Yassin bounced back from injury last season to prove his worth in Kwame Ampadu's under-18 side. The France youth international can dart inside from either flank and is equally comfortable leading the attack from a central position. He scored three times from 14 under-18 appearances last term and also featured twice at under-23 level. Born in the same suburb of Paris as former gunner Abu Dhabi, Yasin will be hoping to build on his strong finish to the last campaign. Midfielder Charlie Gilmore Born Brighton, 
11th of February 1999, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro July 2016. An assured defensive midfielder, Charlie signed his scholarship with the club in 2015 after graduating from our Hailand Academy. The youngster is blessed with clever feet and an eye for a pass and has added further physicality to his game recently. Having previously represented England at youth level, Charlie switched his allegiance to Scotland. Last season, finished on a high when he claimed an incredible hat-trick of penalties in the under-18s 4-1 win over Liverpool. Goalkeeper Ryan Huddart, born Margate, 6th of March 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2013, signed pro March 2014. A physically imposing shot-stopper, Ryan spent the first half of last season on loan with National League side Eastleigh. The tall and agile goalkeeper impressed during the club's UEFA Youth League campaign in 2015-16 and his performances even caught the eye of Arsene Wenger, who named the England Youth International on the bench for Arsenal's Champions League group stage games against Borussia Dortmund and Anderlecht that season when he was aged just 18. Goalkeeper Diane Ilyev, born Macedonia, 25th of February 1995, joined Arsenal from FK Balasica, September 2012, signed pro, September 2012. A gifted shot-stopper, Diane is comfortable coming for crosses and is agile and athletic between the posts. Last season, however, was a difficult one for Diane, who was unable to make a single appearance at under-23 level as a result of injury. The Macedonia under-21 international, who signed a new contract in March 2015, made his long-awaited return to action in a pre-season friendly win over Watford in August 2017, his first taste of action for two years. Defender Kiori Johnson, born London, 5th of October 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2014, signed pro January 2015. Energetic fullback Kiori signed a professional contract at the start of 2015 after making excellent progress through the youth setup. A graduate of the Hayland Academy, which he joined at the age of eight, Kiori has developed a reputation as a versatile defender who can play at both right back and left back while he has also appeared in central defence. Not afraid of a challenge, but equally adept on the ball, Kiori made 16 appearances in Premier League 2 last term. Goalkeeper Hugo Keto, born Helsinki, Finland, 9th of February 1998, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2014, signed pro July 2015. Tall and agile between the posts, Finnish goalkeeper Hugo joined the club from Homeland Club HJK Helsinki in 2014. A commanding presence, particularly on set pieces, Hugo is an athletic shot-stopper who is comfortable operating as a sweeper-keeper. His finest moment for the Gunners came in the 2015-16 FA Youth Cup quarter-final when he made a hat-trick of saves in the penalty shootout win over Coventry City. Hugo has represented Finland up to under-19 level. Goalkeeper Matt Macy, born Bath, 
9th of September 1994, joined Arsenal from Bristol Rovers, October 2013, signed pro, October 2013. Renowned for his giant frame, goalkeeper Matt featured more than any other keeper for the under-23 side last term, having previously enjoyed loan spells with Accrington Stanley and Bristol Rovers, Matt moved to Luton Town for the second half of last season and kept four clean sheets in 11 games to help the club on their way to fourth place in League Two. The six-foot-seven keeper was on the bench for two of our Premier League matches last season and all three EFL Cup games. Forward, Steffi Mavadidi, born Derby, 31st of May 1998, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2014, Signed pro July 2015. A strong and athletic striker, Steffi impressed in the first half of last season's campaign before earning a loan move to League One side Charlton Athletic. Steffi recorded eight goals in 17 appearances for the Gunners youth teams before his loan spell with the Addicts. He played just five times for Charlton, however, before his campaign was curtailed by a hamstring injury. Steffi is back out on loan again this season with Preston North End in the Championship. Midfielder Marcus McGain, born London, 2nd of February 1999. Joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro February 2016. Accomplished midfielder Marcus made his way into the under-23 side last season, playing nine times at that level, to add to his 17 appearances for the under-18s. A tidy and intelligent central midfielder, but also a tough tackler, Marcus thrives on finding space and picking out his teammates, linking the defence and the attack. Having previously represented the Republic of Ireland at under-17 level, Marcus, who was formerly known as Marcus Agiaitabi, has since gone on to play for England under-18s. Defender Zek Medley, born Greenwich, 7th of July 2000. Joined Arsenal as a scholar November 2016, signed pro August 2017. Zek, who arrived from Chelsea midway through last season, has quickly become a regular for the under-18s. A tall and dominating central defender, he has also impressed at fullback as well as providing attacking contributions when operating as a winger. The six-foot-four boyhood Arsenal fan has the ability to step into midfield from the back and start attacking moves. He signed his first professional deal at the start of the season after playing 15 times for the academy in his debut year. Defender Tafari Moore, born Brent, 5th of July 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in September 2013, signed pro July 2014. Energetic right-back Tafari continued his development on loan with FC Utrecht last season, making 26 league appearances for the Dutch side. Tafari has been at Arsenal since the age of 12 and is known for his dogged determination and attacking contributions from full-back. Tafari has represented England at all levels up to under-20, playing a part in the victorious European Under-17 Championship in 2014 and appearing at the European Under-19 Championship in 2016. Midfielder Rhys Nelson, born London, 10th of December 1999, 
joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2016, signed pro December 2016. Exciting prospect Reese broke into the under-23s last season after a series of impressive performances at under-18 level. The pacey, skilful, hell and graduate excelled when operating behind the striker or on either flank. He scored 11 times in 27 appearances, earning his first pro deal in the process, having joined Arsenal's youth setup in 2008. Reese featured for the first team during the pre-season tour before making his senior debut in the Community Shield win over Chelsea at Wembley. Forward, Eddie Nketiah, born London, 30th of May 1999. Joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro September 2016. A prolific and composed striker, Eddie scored 24 times in 35 appearances across the youth levels last season, to add to the 24 he netted in 2015-16. At international level, he scored a hat-trick for England under-18s in a 4-0 victory against Qatar in March 2017, then a treble for the next age group up a few months later. Eddie's natural goal-scoring ability earned him a spot on the first team's pre-season tour of Australia and China, where he showcased his electric pace and natural confidence. Forward, Kalechi Nwakali, born Eziobido, Nigeria, 5th of June 1998, joined Arsenal from Diamond Football Academy, August 5th, 2016, signed pro, August 2016. Skillful forward Kalechi is spending the season on loan to Dutch top-flight side VW Venlo, his second consecutive spell in the Netherlands. Last season, the Nigerian was at MVV Maastricht, where he made 30 appearances and scored twice as they finished 7th in the Eerste Divisie. Kalechi signed for the Gunners a year after captaining Nigeria to success at the 2015 Under-17 World Cup, where he won the Golden Ball as the tournament's best player. Defender Jordi Osetutu, born in Slough, 2nd of October 1998, Joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro October 2015. Solid defender Jordi moved to Arsenal in 2015, having previously been on the books at Championships Club Reading. Naturally a right-back but equally comfortable in central defence or in a more advanced position on the right wing, Jordi attempts to join the attack whenever possible. With good crossing ability, strength in the tackle, and a good ability to read the game, Jordi will be hoping to push on again this season after making more under-18 appearances than any other player last term. Defender Julio Plegazuelo, born Palma in Spain, 26th of January 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2013, signed pro April 2014. Composed central defender Julio spent last season at Real Mallorca. He played 15 times during his loan spell in Spain, where he had been with Barcelona prior to joining Arsenal as a scholar in the summer of 2013. He signed his first professional contract in April 2014, having impressed with his composed and accomplished ability both on the ball and under pressure from attackers. 
a natural leader and long-serving member of the Gunners Youth Setup, Julio is in his fifth season in North London. Defender Ben Chief, born Dartford, 5th of February 1998, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2014, signed pro February 2015. Cultured defender Ben has continued to impress for Steve Gatting's under-23s, resulting in him taking the captain's armband for the side and being named on the bench for the first team in the EFL Cup last season. Having shifted from the centre of midfield to the heart of the defence, Ben exudes calm while also being technically excellent with both feet. An England youth international, Ben has noticeably improved both his physicality and aggression in recent seasons as he has progressed through the youth setup. Midfielder Emil Smith Rowe, born Croydon, 28th of July 2000, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2016, signed pro, July 2017. An exciting attacking midfielder, Emil has the ability to unlock defences and assist teammates, as well as scoring dazzling individual goals. He showcased his capabilities with a magnificent strike against Norwich City under-18s last season, following some excellent close control and an elegant flick. Emil, who joined the Hale End Academy in 2010, made his first appearance for the under-23s in 2016-17 at the age of just 16 and scored six times in 14 appearances for the under-18s. Forward Nathan Tormey, born Welling Garden City, 25th of May 2000, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2016, signed pro July 2017. A pacey and tricky wide player, Nathan signed his first professional contract at the end of last season. A graduate of Hale End, he was unfortunate to see his first season at London Coney heavily disrupted by injury, and he managed just one appearance for Kwame Ampadu's under-18 side. Having stayed fit throughout pre-season, Nathan, who has trained with both England and Ireland under-16s, will be hoping to seize the opportunity to push on this time round. Goalkeeper Joao Virginia, born Faro, Portugal, 10th of October 1999, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2016, signed pro October 2016. Portuguese goalkeeper Joao made a switch from Benfica to Arsenal in the summer of 2015. Joao has already represented his country up to under-20 level and was included in Portugal's squad for the 2016 Summer Olympic Games in Brazil. Later that year, the agile keeper signed his first pro deal with us. He made 18 appearances in the Academy League last term, in addition to a UEFA Youth League appearance and an outing in the FA Youth... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Cup. Medfielder Joe Willock, born London, 20th of August 1999. Joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015, signed pro June 2017. Box-to-box midfielder Joe has taken great strides over the past year, forcing his way into the under-23 picture and beyond. After impressing for the under-18s, he broke into the PL2 side last term and played in the 2-2 draw with Man United under-23s at Emirates Stadium in May 2017, alongside brother Chris, who has since left for Benfica, and against eldest brother Matt. Joe impressed with his tireless work rate during the pre-season tour and was on the bench for the Community Shield. Midfielder Gadian Zalalem, born Berlin, Germany, 26th of January 1997, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2013, signed pro January 2014. The first Arsenal player to be born after the appointment of Arsene Wenger, Gedeon has developed a reputation as a cultured and exciting midfielder. Technically gifted, strong in possession and with an eye for a pass, the Berlin-born playmaker impressed on loan to Glasgow Rangers in 2015-16, winning the Scottish Championship. In January 2014, Gedeon became the youngest Arsenal player in FA Cup history at the age of 16 years and 363 days, and he has played at youth level for both Germany and USA. There are many photographs with this report of both the portraits of the players and them in action. On the last page there is Arsenal under 23s, 2017-18. to Joe Willock, born London, August 20th, 1999, joined Arsenal as a scholar in summer 2015. Quick stats, played twice for Arsenal, under-23s last season, and 27 times for the under-18s, scoring seven, has played five under-23 games so far this term. The League Cup, in its various guises, has consistently been a tournament that Arsene Wenger 
has proudly used to develop young players. The boss always picks a team he believes will win, and tonight's side facing Doncaster Rovers in the Carabao Cup will no doubt be the usual blend of youth and experience. With a series of impressive performances in pre-season and on tour with the first team, Joe Willock is one of those youngsters hopeful of featuring. This is a fixture that all young players dream about, says Joe, who celebrated his 18th birthday less than a month ago. Coming up through Hale End, it's the tournament we all look forward to, as it's the one in which we are most likely to make our first team debut. I didn't expect to travel with the first team on tour in the summer, he admits, but Mr Wenger showed faith in me, and the experience helped me grow. If called upon to play in the game against Doncaster, I'll be able to give everything to help us win through to the next round. That, he continues, will in turn take us closer to another trophy and give younger players another chance to shine and further develop. Running out at Emirates Stadium for the first time in a first-team fixture sounds like one of football's more daunting assignments. Not so, says Joe. Many people may expect us to be a little nervous, he says, but I don't believe that will be the case for any young players who are selected. We've spent a lot of time around the first team, and going on tour and being involved in the pre-season matches and tournaments has helped massively. We know what to expect, and although we may be keen and excited, we've learned how to channel that excitement and energy. Also, the fact I was involved with Eddie Nketiah and Reese Nelson, two players that I've grown up with, has also helped. A big factor that helped us all settle and play our game is that the senior players were so welcoming and supportive, especially after my initiation, grins Joe. I chose to sing Ed Sheeran's The A-Team. I was practising in the bathroom mirror for days before. I was perfectly prepared, but when I had to perform in front of the players, it didn't go as planned. But that made things even better because it was quite funny and carried on the banter and conversation and helped the senior players get an insight into my personality. I've heard there have been calls to ban such initiations in football, but I think that would be wrong. By embarrassing yourself for a few seconds, it breaks the ice and helps you bond so much more quickly with the players that you have admired for so many years. Joe was recently described by Arsene as a player that has everything, and those words have spurred him on. Hearing the boss say that has given me more motivation to prove him right. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy hearing people say good things about me, but whilst words are nice, I prefer to show what I can do in my performances. I listen to my coaches and work very closely with them. To become better, Carla Larriman has helped me a lot and is working with me to improve the side of the game that does not come as naturally to me. I've always been quite comfortable on the ball dribbling, passing and moving, but I'm looking to improve my heading, defensive play, screening and developing my strength too. I'm working to be as complete a player as I can be, the fact I've had a series of growth spurts and that I'm now over six feet has helped me power-wise. I've always played with boys older than me and even when I was very young with my older brothers and their friends. I was quite strong, but that has got even better now. The only thing with growth spurts, reports Joe, is that they do affect my technical play. I was worried a year or so ago as my technique and balance was off. 
I felt I was going backwards. My dad keeps a growth chart and found that one of my legs had grown longer than the other and that was affecting my balance, so my overall game was not as smooth. Thankfully, things seem to have settled down now, he smiles. Joe mentions playing with his older brothers and it must have been some schooling in the back garden considering Matthew, the eldest Willock, is on Manchester United's books and currently on loan with Dutchside FC Utrecht, while Chris moved from Arsenal to Benfica last summer on a five-year deal and Joe reports all is going well for both his siblings. My parents travelled between Holland, Portugal and England to catch all our games, reveals the England Under-19 International. Matthew has been on the bench for both Utrecht's opening games. Chris is in the development programme in Benfica, but he's enjoying it. He says the game is very different. Training is less physical and more time is spent on technique. He's enjoying it and trying to learn Portuguese too. I know he'll do well and I hope to watch them both play soon. A registration issue prevented Joe from being included in the squad for the Europa League game against Cologne. But the midfielder is hopeful that competition, like the Carabao Cup, can also give him and the other youngsters a chance of developing their first team experience. It looks like the manager is going to give young players a chance in the Europa League, he enthuses. The paperwork has been sorted out for me, and so I hope to be in the Europa League squad and get involved at some point. Playing against different styles can only help our game. As for tonight, he concludes, I hope and expect that we'll win the game and that we can put in a good performance to add to what was achieved at Chelsea over the weekend. The players answered a lot of critics and it showed what the squad is made of. We feel that we deserve to win, but it was a disciplined performance that we can build on. This evening's game will be very different, but we need to be disciplined again. We can be sure that the Doncaster Rovers players will be fired up and will punish us if we fall short in any way. Match action. Arsenal v Cologne. Thursday, September 14th, 2017. UEFA Europa League. Game number 6. Arsenal 3. Kelesinac 50. Alexis 67. Bellerin 82. Cologne 1. Cordoba 10. Venue Emirates Stadium. Referee Javier Estrada Fernandez. Attendance 59,359. Arsenal. Ospina 13. Bellerin 24. Maitland Niles 30. Monreal 18. Mertesacker 4. Holding 16. El Neni 35. Walcott 14. Alexis 7. Giroud 12. Iwobi 17. Substitutes Macy 54. Mustafi 20. Kolasinac 31. Rain Adelaide 22. Akpom 32. Wilshire 10. Nelson 61. Cologne Horn 1. Heinz 3. Hoger 6. Zoller 11. Hector 14. Lehman 33. Rausch 34. Mir 22. Cordoba 15. Bittencourt 21. Klunter 24. Substitutes Kessler 18. Sorensen 4. Rise 7. Jojic 8. Osako 13. Gurassi 19. Horn 23.
Match stats. Total shots, Arsenal 13, Cologne 8. Shots on target, Arsenal 7, Cologne 4. Corners, Arsenal 5, Cologne 3. Offsides, Arsenal 6, Cologne 4. Fouls, Arsenal 6, Cologne 11. Possession, Arsenal 72%, Cologne 28%. Match facts. This was Arsenal's first European match outside of the Champions League since May 17th, 2000. 17 years and 120 days. Siad Kolasinac's goal was the 200th scored at home in European competition under Arsene Wenger. Alexis scored his first ever goal in his 10th Europa League match. He played nine games in the competition for Udinese. Man of the match, Alexis Sanchez. First half. The game was delayed for an hour in order to deal with the thousands of Cologne fans who had arrived at Emirates without tickets. When it started, the Gunners were caught cold when John Cordoba lobbed his Colombian compatriot David Ospina from 45 yards after just 10 minutes. Arsenal grew into the game and Olivier Giroud headed straight at Timo Horn. Theo Walcott dragged a shot wide after being put through by Alex Iwobi and Giroud headed an Alexis cross just wide, but the Germans took their lead into half-time. Siad Kolasinac replaced Rob Holding at half-time and within five minutes had pulled the Gunners level. The Bosnian volleyed home emphatically from the edge of the box. Arsenal were now swarming all over Cologne and midway through the half Alexis gave the Gunners the lead. The Chilean ran along the end of the box under pressure from defenders and somehow managed to dig a wonderful shot into the top left corner of Horn's net. Hector Bellerin wrapped things up with his first European goal, pouncing after Horn could only parry a Walcott shot. My story. The Arsenal Foundation. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund the Manor Gardens Welfare Trust Summer Wellbeing Festival, which has just celebrated its second year. Felicity Ford, the Trust Director of Fundraising and Development, reflects on the festival's success. The first Summer Wellbeing Festival took place on July 9th, 2016. We closed the street and lined it with stores and activities and partnered up with the Royal Northern Park, which also put on activities on the day. We attracted more than 800 people over the course of four hours and had 50 stores, which offered a mixture of goods for sale and health information. There were NHS health checks, a smoothie bike three types of hot food, live bands and performers, family dance areas and an afternoon tea tent. There were also plenty of activities for children of all ages. We had a large dance castle, quiet play inside our preschool and storytelling session led by Islington Libraries. Out on the street there was junk modelling and go-kart building led by London Play. Our stroke service took ownership of the pre-loved stall which boasted a wide range of bric-a-brac for sale and we put on three tombolas with donations from local businesses. The afternoon tea tent sold tea and donated cakes, mostly homemade, and provided a quiet place to sit in our lovely garden. The grant helped us to meet our objectives for the day. We intended to bring well-being messages to a wide public and mix that with a fun and interesting event. We also used the festival to launch our well-being service, which continued to run throughout the year. Well-being is really important in our busy lives, and focusing on it gives us time to pause and reduce our levels of stress. The festival enabled us to engage with a wide range of local people and interest them in topics they hadn't thought of before. We had lots of great feedback as well. One member of our stroke club told me, It was nice to get out and sit outside in such a lively atmosphere. 
I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's easy to underestimate how important this sort of community gathering is until you hear that from people who are there. The festival was such a success that we decided to make it an annual event and the second took place on the 8th of July this year. We discussed various ways in which to make it even more special and to ensure people in all areas of the festival felt included and part of the whole geography of the street. The help we received from the Arsenal Foundation was crucial in enabling us to book performers and create good promotional tools to ensure that local people attended. Oh, and a certain Arsenal-related dinosaur was in attendance this year, which went down well with the kids and adults alike. For more info, please visit manorgardencentre.org. Club Culture. Arsenal in Sydney. Tony Kendall, Chairman, Arsenal Australia Supporters Club. It had been 40 years since Arsenal were last in Australia, and every Gunners fan over here had been eagerly anticipating their return. The supporters club worked closely with Arsenal to develop a schedule of events that the travelling members from places as far afield as Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane and Perth could enjoy. We had four days of glorious fun. From the minute they arrived in Sydney... Arsenal were so generous with their time and totally committed to ensuring the tour would be a memorable experience for all Australians. Day 1. The tour events kicked off with a rooftop barbecue at the Star Casino, which we had decorated with banners from our groups, as well as those from fans from our fellow International Supporters Club, to create a brilliant atmosphere. Later that day, Puma provided us with invitations to an event at the famous Harbour Bridge to reveal the new black and pink away shirt the lads would be playing in the next day. As the players were presented to the fans, we launched into songs for Giroud, Czech and Montreal. Day 2. A five-a-side tournament featured 16 teams with each of Australia's states represented, as well as teams from America, Asia, New Zealand and Arsenal Media, who won, well, they did have a certain Ray Parler in midfield. After that, we all headed off back to the city for lunch in the revolving restaurant at the top of the iconic Sydney Tower. It was in front of those views across the legendary harbour where one of the Western Australian gooners seized the moment and proposed to his girlfriend. Congratulations, Andy and Kate. Then it was off to the match against Sydney FC, it was clear early on from the noise within the surrounding pubs and the sheer volume of fans that we were in for a magnificent evening. There were 80,000-plus crammed into the stadium to see the Gunners win 2-0. We filled the North Bank active area with die-hard Arsenal fans who waved inflatable kangaroos and banners and sang the songs as loudly as we usually do in the early hours of the morning when we watch the matches on the TV. Day 3. Arsenal's largest ever tour fan party took place in the Olympic Stadium. In front of more than 15,000 fans, players answered questions, took part in a training session and signed autographs. This fantastic event ran for the whole afternoon and into the evening. Day 4. Prior to the evening's match, the supporters club arranged a Sydney Harbour cruise. Just before boarding, a large vehicle pulled up and out came Ray Parler and the Arsenal media team. Little did they know Gunnosaurus was also on board, as was the FA Cup. 
Nearly 500 fans were then treated to food and drinks while we cruised past the Opera House, under the Harbour Bridge and around Sydney Harbour in glorious sunshine as Ray signed autographs and told his legendary stories. That night, the atmosphere was electric at the match and Arsenal did their bit with a 3-1 win. We all left the stadium with beaming smiles. In summary, the tour was an amazing success and experience for all of us, a dream come true. We're all still shaking our heads and checking with each other that the tour really did happen. We would like to thank you, Arsenal, for coming and for the memories. Don't leave it so long next time. For more info on club culture, please visit www.arsenal.com slash fanzone slash arsenal hyphen supporters hyphen clubs. Pressure points. Gunnosaurus. In the words of Arsene Wenger, the glare has never been stronger. So we ask the Arsenal stars about pressure situations on and off the pitch. For this special issue of the programme, we decided to ask Gunnosaurus to sit in the hot seat. In which Arsenal match did you feel under most pressure? Cup finals, of course, the last match at Highbury, and when I used to run the Mascots Grand National. I was a very nervy gunner on that start line. Are you someone who needs to feel a bit of pressure to perform? I'm a natural performer. Nearly pressure is the long wait sometimes between games. I hate that. Do you have any techniques that you use to alleviate pressure before a game? I have tried yoga, but that's to help keep up my fitness for match day. Dinosaurs aren't very flexible. The opposition have a last-minute penalty. Who do you want in goal? Me! I take up a lot of the goal. Your agent says there's a small speaking role in a blockbuster new film. Do you take it? Would you be any good? Well, you may have noticed I don't speak. But of course, I would be brilliant in a movie. I actually have an idea where a giant Gunnosaurus, 100 metres tall, rescues young football fans from supporting other teams and makes them junior gunners. It's called Gunzilla. Which people watching in the crowd make you feel under pressure? All of the junior gunners, because I want to be the best mascot in the world for them. What is the most pressurised part of a match day for you? Probably meeting the players off the coach, as I really want my high fives to give them positive energy for the game. A close second is of course the penalty shootout versus the junior gunners. Arsenal are winning a cup final 1-0 with 5 minutes to go, but you are unable to attend. Watching at home, how stressed would you be? I'm hiding behind the sofa. It's a bit of a squeeze. There's a striker bearing down on goal. Who do you want to make the last ditch tackle? Lauren is very quick, or maybe Martin Keown. Strikers never liked Martin chasing them. It's a penalty shootout. Do you put yourself forward for the first five? That's a difficult one. I take quite a lot at various events and I'm not bad, but I think I'd rather be in the huddle with those not taking them to keep their spirits up. Are there any tunnels where you line up that you feel particularly under pressure? At Highbury, the tunnel was so tight. It used to be a bit of a squeeze if I'd had a big lunch. 
You are told you have to car share with one teammate. Who's your nightmare driver? Probably young goalkeeper Matt Macy. He's six foot seven. Can you imagine us both in a car? It's your driving test again. Do you pass it? What are you worried about? Oh, yes. You may have seen me on the trophy parades through Islington. I'm an excellent, if rather slow, driver. I do struggle with my tail, though. I have to rest it on the back seat. You're on I'm a Celebrity. What challenges would you fear the most? I'm not scared of much, to be honest, other than lasagna, the night before a game, and meteors. You move clubs to a different country, which speaks a different language, and you're told you have three months before you have to do interviews. Would you be able to? Well, I would never move clubs, of course. Also, I find that young Arsenal fans anywhere in the world understand Gunner. You're in a karaoke bar. Everyone has sung. You have to. How good are you? Who would you like to listen to? I'm more of a dancer. To anything by T-Rex. I think I would like to hear Aaron sing as a Welshman. I think he's a great voice. You moved to a new house and need to put up some shelves. Could you? I was always helping out on the diggers and cranes where we built emirates, so I'm sure I could put a few shelves up. You've done something wrong. Who don't you want to tell you off? The boss. He hasn't told me off yet, but he does comment on my technique, and even though I ask every week, he's never picked me for the first team. You've lost your phone. How much pressure do you feel? Us dinosaurs are from around 100 million years ago. We're not great with technology. You have dinner guests arriving in 30 minutes and nothing's prepared. Could you cook a meal? Funny you should say that. I'm an excellent cook and have even had an idea for the Arsenal YouTube channel where I cook for the players. It's called Come Dino With Me. You've a year to learn another sport and play it professionally. What would you choose? What would be impossible? I've been to see the NFL and I think I have the size to be good at American football. I would not be a very good jockey. You're looking after a baby and have to change a nappy, can you? We have lots of babies in our Welcome to Our World membership, so I think I could. You've been asked to be best man at a wedding. Could you make a funny speech? I've attended quite a few weddings and the brides and grooms always love me being there. I certainly don't need to speak to make people laugh. You're at the top of a mountain and need to get down it as quickly as possible. Could you ski or snowboard? Snowboard, possibly, but us dinosaurs are not keen on snow. It reminds us of the Ice Age. You've got to the bottom and now need to travel 50 miles across fields. Do you use the horse provided? I'm too big for a horse. But I do have something in common with them. Famously, a horse was buried under Highbury when it was constructed way back in 1913. And one of its horseshoes was found when we knocked down the North Bank in 2006. It's in our museum. I too was found buried under the North Bank when I was just an egg in 1994. And from that day onwards, the legend of Gunnosaurus Rex was born. The Visitors Doncaster Rovers have history with Arsenal in the League Cup 
Back in 2005, the South Yorkshire side, then as now a League One club, reached the quarter-finals of this competition after knocking out, among others, Manchester City and Aston Villa. They hosted Arsenal and were within seconds of knocking them out when a Gilberto strike in the last seconds of extra time took the game to penalties, which Arsene Wenger's side won 3-1. That match was staged at Doncaster's old Bellevue ground, but since 2007 the club have been housed in the Keepmoat Stadium, one of the most modern and prestigious venues in League One, where Rovers are now operating after winning promotion from League Two at the end of last season. Managed by Darren Ferguson, the son of Sir Alex, Doncaster have not made the greatest of starts to the new league campaign, with their most recent away fixture eight days ago bringing an agonising 2-1 defeat at Rochdale in which they led 1-0 as the match entered stoppage time. And on Sunday they slid to a 1-0 home defeat to Scunthorpe and find themselves in a lowly 19th place in the league. Consolidation in League One is the club's realistic aim this term, although there is ambition to return to the Championship, where they spent five seasons out of six from 2008 to 14, peaking with a 12th place finish under Irish manager Sean O'Driscoll in 2009-10. Not since the 1950s had Donny spent such a lengthy period in English football's second tier. Most of the club's history has been spent at third and fourth level, although there was a painful drop out of the Football League in 1998, which led to a five-year sojourn in the conference. In terms of knockout competitions, the club's run to that 2005-06 League Cup quarter-final was their best-ever performance, although there were Football League trophy winners the season after that, beating Bristol Rovers 3-2 in Cardiff, the last national final to be staged in the Millennium Stadium before Wembley's reopening a few weeks later. With a team not that dissimilar from last season, Doncaster have negotiated two rounds already of the newly lamed Carabao Cup, defeating Bradford City 3-2 away in the first round, thanks to a late winner from new signing Ben Whiteman, before dispatching another Yorkshire club, Hull City, 2-0 at home in round two, with a couple of goals early in the second half from striker Alfie May and midfielder Tommy Rowe. While it is probably fair to say that most of the visiting players will be unfamiliar to many Arsenal fans, Doncaster's eventful recent history shows that tales of the unexpected are nothing new to their followers. The Donny faithful will be out in force at Emirates and determined to enjoy the occasion, while hoping that their team can upset the odds and gain revenge for that harrowing penalty shootout defeat in 2005. A brief history. Formed 1879. Stadium, Keepmoat Stadium. Stadium capacity, 15,231. Manager, Darren Ferguson. Record league win, 10-0 versus Darlington, Division 4, January 1964. Record goalscorer, Tom Keatley, 186 goals. Oldest player, John Ryan, 52 years, 11 months, 2003. The squad. 1. Ian Lawler, goalkeeper, born Dublin, Republic of Ireland, 27-10-94. Previously, Man City, Barnet, Lone, Berry, Lone. Games, 27, goals, nil. Info, a Republic of Ireland youth and under-21 international with a handful of senior call-ups, though no caps, to his name, Ian was on Man City's books for several years before leaving for Doncaster midway through last season. 13. Marco Morosi, goalkeeper. 
Born, Mikulovsa, Slovakia, 23-10-93. Previously, Barnoldswick, Wigan. Games, 37, goals, nil. Info, a native of Slovakia who moved to England to study, he joined Doncaster in 2014 and became a first-team regular last season. He has since lost his place to Ian Lawler, but played in the League Cup win against Hull. 15. Joe Wright, Defender Born, Monk Fryston, 26-295 Previously, Huddersfield, Accrington, Lone Games, 37, Goals, nil. Info A tall Welsh under-21 international defender who started both of Donny's previous Carabao Cup ties against Bradford and Hull, he joined the club from Huddersfield in 2016 after spending the previous season on loan at Accrington Stanley. 2. Craig Alcock, Defender Born, Truro, 8-12-87 Previously, Yeovil, Western Supermare, Lone Taunton, Lone Tiverton, Lone Peterborough, Sheffield United Games, 61, Goals, nil. Info, Craig began his career in the West Country before joining Darren Ferguson at Peterborough where he made 112 appearances the right-back joined Doncaster in January 2016 from Sheffield United. 3. Danny Andrew, Defender Born, Holbeach, 23-12-90 Previously, Peterborough, Tamworth, Lone, Kidderminster, Lone, Cheltenham, Mansfield, Lone, Cambridge, Lone, Gloucester, Macclesfield, Fleetwood, Grimsby Games, 6, Goals, nil. Info Left-back who arrived in June on a two-year deal after a fine season with Grimsby. Sidelined of late, but started both Carabao Cup wins. 20. Tyler Garrett, defender. Born, Lincoln, 26-10-96. Previously, Bolton, Eastleigh, Lone. Games, 13, goals, nil. Info. Tyler will turn 21 next month and looks set to be an important player for Doncaster this season, having been farmed out on loan to National League side Eastleigh for much of last term, following his arrival at the Keepmoat Stadium from Bolton Wanderers. 8. Niall Mason, midfielder. Born Bromley, 10-1-97. Previously, Aston Villa. Games, 51, goals, nil. As a young schoolboy growing up in Spain, Niall spent some time at the Real Madrid Academy. He signed professional terms with Aston Villa two years ago, but spent last season on loan at Doncaster before brokering a permanent move to South Yorkshire this summer. 17. Matty Blair, midfielder. Born Warwick, 21-6-89. Previously Stratford, Bedford, Redditch, Telford, Kidderminster, York, Fleetwood, Northampton, Lone, Cambridge, Lone, Mansfield. Games 56, goals 3. Info. A pivotal member of last season's League 2 promotion-winning team, right-ringer Matty played every game bar one. The 28-year-old has represented England at C-team level. 16. Jordan Holton, midfielder. Born Chertsey, 9-11-95. Previously, Chelsea, Gillingham, Lone, Plymouth, Lone. Games, 39, goals, 1. Info. A graduate of Chelsea Academy and an England Youth International, Jordan spent the whole of last season on loan at Doncaster and has been reassigned to the South Yorkshire Club again for the first half of the 2017-18 campaign. 7. Rodney Congolo, 
midfielder. Born Rotterdam, Netherlands, 9-1-98. Previously, Man City. Games, 9, goals, 1. Info. The younger brother of Dutch international Terence Congolo, who won the Eredivisie title last season with Feyenoord, Rodney is on loan at Doncaster from Manchester City and scored in the Carabao Cup win at Bradford. 10. Tommy Rowe, midfielder. Born Manchester, 1-5-89. Previously, Stockport, Peterborough, Wolves, Scunthorpe, loan. Games, 65, goals, 17. Info. The captain of Peterborough during Darren Ferguson's second spell there, Tommy joined forces with his ex-boss last year when he moved to Doncaster. He scored 12 goals and appeared in every League 2 game last season. 12. Ben Whiteman, midfielder. Born Rochdale, 17-6-96. Previously, Sheffield United, Mansfield, loan. Games, 9, goals, 1. Info. On loan to Doncaster this season from Sheffield United after a similar arrangement with Mansfield in 2016-17, Ben swiftly endeared himself to the Donny faithful by scoring a late winning goal in the Carabao Cup victory at Bradford. 27. Essam Ben Kemis, midfielder. Born, Paris, France, 10-1-96. Previously, Lorient. Games, 3, goals, nil. Info. Purchased this summer from French club Lorient after successful trial, Issam is a Paris-born midfielder who will be keen to make his mark on English football. He has already been capped at senior level by Tunisia. 19. Alfie May, forward. Born Gravesend, 2-7-93. Previously, Billerique, Corinthium, Chatham, Bromley, VCD Athletic, Farnborough, Erith and Belvedere, Hive. Games 25, goals 7. Info. A goal scorer in each of the previous Carabao Cup rounds, 24-year-old Alfie is on a mission to complete the hat-trick tonight. He has been John Marquis' regular strike partner this term. 14. Liam Mandeville, forward. Born Lincoln, 17-2-97. Previously, Whitby, loan. Games 47, goals 11. Info, a Doncaster youth team graduate, Liam is still only 20, but has already chalked up almost 50 first-team appearances for the club. Despite being a substitute for most of last term, he aided the team's League 2 promotion push by scoring seven goals. 11. Andy Williams, forward. Born, Hereford, 14-8-86. Previously, Hereford, Bristol Rovers, Hereford, Loan, Yeovil, Swindon, Yeovil, Loan. Games 98, goals 29. Info. Andy has played League One football for five different teams, having begun his career in the conference with hometown Hereford. A 22-goal season with Swindon preceded his arrival at Doncaster in the summer of 2015. In focus. The captain. 26, James Coppinger, midfielder. Born, Greaseborough, 18181. Previously, Newcastle, Hartlepool, loan. QPR, loan. Exeter, Nottingham Forest, loan. Games, 539. Goals, 61. Info. James is a living Rovers legend, having joined the club back in 2004. He played in the December 2005 League Cup quarter-final against Arsenal, 
and this time last year became the first player to make 500 appearances for Doncaster. The only interruption in his long spell at the club came during a short loan period with Nottingham Forest in 2012-13. He began his career with Newcastle, for whom he made one Premier League appearance. He subsequently played for Exeter in the Conference and has represented Donny in all three divisions of the EFL. His 10 goals in League 2 last season amounted to the highest single-season tally of his career. 6. Andy Butler, Defender Born Doncaster, 4 Previously, Scunthorpe, Grimsby, Lone, Huddersfield, Blackpool, Lone, Walsall, Sheffield United, Walsall, Lone. Games 139, goals 10. Info. A seasoned campaigner in the lower divisions of the English Football League, central defender Andy has been a Doncaster player since January 2015, when he made a loan move from Sheffield United permanent. A local lad, he started out with Scunthorpe, helping the Iron to two promotions before going on to play for Huddersfield and, for four seasons, Walsall. The 33-year-old six-footer has become the linchpin of the Rovers' rearguard, making 44 starts in last season's League 2 promotion-winning campaign and scoring three goals. He was rested for the second-round Carabao Cup win against Hull. 9. John Marquis, forward Born Lewisham, 16-5-92. Previously, Millwall, Staines, Lone, Portsmouth, Lone, Torquay, Lone, Northampton, Lone, Cheltenham, Lone, Gillingham, Lone, Leighton Orient, Lone, Northampton, Lone. Games 57, goals 29. Info, a 25-year-old South Londoner, John joined local club Millwall in his youth, but spent much of his time there playing on loan for a succession of lower league clubs. It was not until he agreed a permanent deal to join Doncaster last year that he really found his feet. Indeed, his 26 goals in League 2 helped him win a share of the division's top scorer prize with Barnett's John Akindi and also a place, alongside Donny skipper James Coppinger, in the PFA League 2 team of the season. He has made a decent start to the new campaign, opening his goal account last month in an impressive 3-1 win at Blackburn. The manager, Darren Ferguson, born February 9th, 1972, games 100. Previously, Peterborough, 2007-9, Preston, 2010, Peterborough, 2011-15. Some acts are harder to follow than others, and Darren is charged with one of the most difficult of all as the son of the legendary Sir Alex Ferguson. He followed his father into the profession of football management as a player-manager at Peterborough and enjoyed success almost straight away, leading the posh to two straight promotions from League Two to the Championship. After a brief spell at Preston, he returned to Peterborough for a second spell that would last four years, before he stepped down in February 2015. He resurfaced at Doncaster eight months later and experienced relegation, then promotion in his first two seasons. His playing career began at Manchester United, but was mostly spent at Wolves and Wrexham. The Breakdown Scouting Report Boss Darren Ferguson could move away from his favoured 4-4-2 tonight. Last match, 17-9-17, League 1. Doncaster Rovers, 0. Scunthorpe United, 1. Novak, 10. Doncaster, Lawler, Blair, Wright, Butler, Mason, Whiteman, Congolo, Rowe, Coppinger, Williams, May 59, Marquis, Mandeville, 75. 
Subs not used, Alcock, Morosi, Tofolo, Garrett, Ben Kemis. Doncaster manager Darren Ferguson might not quite have the glittering record of his father, but he's established himself as a fine football league manager with an impressive track record. Having achieved back-to-back promotions and won the Football League trophy during two spells with Peterborough United, he led Doncaster to promotion from League Two last season at the first time of asking after relegation. While not renowned as a particularly keen tactician, Ferguson is likely to vary his approach this evening, moving away from the 4-4-2 that is his default system in League One for fear of his players being overrun in midfield. Goalkeeper Ian Lawler is a product of the Manchester City Academy and has received a couple of Ireland call-ups. A solid four-man defence features a centre-back duo comprised of two very different players. 22-year-old Joe Wright is both taller and considerably more mobile than Andy Butler, now 33 but still very good in a positional sense. Butler, incidentally, is a qualified referee and has an ambition to officiate at Premier League level in the future. At right-back, Ferguson has switched between two players. Niall Mason is a solid young player who has retreated into defence having previously been a more attacking player. As a child, he played in the Real Madrid Academy alongside Zinedine Zidane's sons. Ferguson has also occasionally deployed Matthew Blair at right-back, although he's a more attack-minded player and therefore will probably be fielded on the wing this evening. Left-sided Danny Andrew is comfortable in possession and possesses a good long-range shot. In midfield, James Coppinger is a Doncaster legend. At 36, he retains his intelligence in possession and drives forward dangerously, but isn't particularly capable of covering ground when the ball is lost, so Ferguson has used young Sheffield United loanee Ben Whiteman alongside him. He essentially does Coppinger's running. Blair should be fielded on the right flank, and he has an eye for the big occasion, having scored goals in both the National League playoff final and FA Trophy final in his days at York City. Left-sided Tommy Rowe is a fine technical footballer capable of drifting inside and orchestrating play. Ferguson will probably look to play a fifth midfielder to ensure Doncaster compete in the centre. Youngster Jordan Holton is an option, as is Rodney Congolo, younger brother of Monaco's Terence. That extra midfielder means second striker Alfie May might be omitted despite scoring a couple of goals this season, leaving striking duties to lone forward John Marquis, essentially a good penalty box striker adept at close-range finishes and getting on the end of crosses. Doncaster are likely to use a traditional lower league approach. They'll sit deep and soak up pressure, depending upon set pieces and counter-attacks. Unusually for a football league side, they played Scunthorpe on Sunday rather than Saturday, and while Arsenal have the same recovery period after the trip to Stamford Bridge, Ferguson isn't so capable of rotating without losing quality. Did you know? We haven't hosted Doncaster Rovers since October 1987, when we won 1-0 in a League Cup tie, David Rowcastle scoring. We've won each of our last six games against tonight's opponents. Doncaster Rovers' bells were the opponents the first time Arsenal women won the FA Cup in 1993. Last time we met, 21-12-05, League Cup. Doncaster Rovers, 2, Makindo, 4, Green, 104, Arsenal, 2, Ousu Abayi, 63, Gilberto, 120. Doncaster Rovers, Butts, Fenton, Foster, 
Stephen Roberts, McDade, Coppinger, Neil Roberts, 102, Thornton, Green, 85, Ravenhill, McKindo, Guy, OG, 115, Hefferman. Subs not used, Fortune West, Nielsen. Arsenal, Almunia, Ebue, Senderos, Juru, Saigon, Hleb, Song, Gilberto, Awusu Abey, Larson, 78, Van Persie, Bentner, 33, Lupoli, Gilbert, 106. Subs not used, Poom, Muamba. Quick stats. Last five matches. Doncaster 2, Arsenal 2. Arsenal won 3-1 on penalties. League Cup, December 21st, 2005. Arsenal 1, Doncaster 0. League Cup, October 6th, 1987. Doncaster 0, Arsenal 3. League Cup, September 23rd, 1987. Arsenal 4, Doncaster 0. FA Cup, January 10th, 1953. Arsenal 3, Doncaster 0, 2nd Division, March 21st, 1903. Played for both. Jack Lambert, J. Emmanuel Thomas, John Spicer, Jack Aston, Tony Woodcock. Overall record. Played 8, Arsenal wins 6, draws 1, Doncaster wins 1. Arsenal goals 15, Doncaster goals 3. The run. 27. This is our first domestic cup tie against a League One side since we beat Coventry City in the FA Cup fourth round in January 2014. We have played 27 domestic cup matches since. Head-to-head. Premier League. 1-3, drawn nil, lost one. FA Cup. 1-1, drawn nil, lost nil. League Cup. 1-2, drawn one, lost nil. Ainsley Maitland Niles Born Goodmays, August 29th, 1997 Previous clubs Ipswich Town, Lone Quick stats When Arsenal beat Southampton in last season's FA Cup Ainsley completed 79 passes 11 more than anyone else on the pitch. This is the year when Ainsley Maitland Niles came of age. The 20-year-old made seven appearances last season, with a standout coming when he ran the midfield during the 5-0 win at Southampton in the FA Cup back in January. But things got even better from there. Not only did the youngster taste glory for England in the Under-20 World Cup, he returned to Arsenal to find he was going on the tour of Sydney and China before featuring in the Emirates Cup and, last Thursday, playing the full 90 minutes against Cologne, showing his versatility by operating at a left wing-back in the first half, central midfield after the break. Now firmly established in the first-team squad, Ainsley knows tonight's opponents and is aware of what it means to Doncaster Rovers. Having himself spent the season outside the Premier League, at Ipswich Town. He is also a young man who knows exactly what he wants. How much are you looking forward to the League Cup campaign this season? Is it something that all the young players target? Most of the young players would like to get a run in the Cup. I think everyone would just like to play. They want minutes. So if the boss can give it to them, they'll be happy. The lower leagues are developing all the time. How tough do you think Doncaster will be? When lower league sides play at Arsenal... 
because we're such a big club, they always put in 200% when they play us. So the game automatically becomes harder. Does it change the way you play when a team has nothing to lose against you? I'd say it makes you play faster, play smarter and try not to get hurt in the process and try to kill the game off as early as possible. You've played in the championship and you've played lower league sides before. Are those experiences going to be helpful against a team like Doncaster? Yeah, they should be. When I was on loan at Ipswich, we played against Manchester United and it took them quite a long time to break us down because the team was at it for so long. When lower league teams play Premier League teams, they always want to win and they'll fight until the final whistle. The style of football is very different below the Premier League too. What do you expect from tonight's opponent? I guess they'll try to get the ball up to their striker as early as possible and try to get the knockdowns, run in behind us and just keep running for the whole 90 minutes. Taking us into the Arsenal dressing room. How does life change when you're a first team player? Life changes quite a lot. A lot of things that you had to do when you were a youth player get done for you. Cleaning boots and things like that. You just feel privileged really. And I guess if you're in the first team dressing room, they think you deserve it. Do you miss cleaning boots? No, not at all. Did you just have to clean your own or did you have to clean others as well? Luckily, I just had to clean my own. But I've heard stories that the youth team used to clean the first team's boots. How much do you think your first tour helped you settle into the first team? It helped me a lot because I got to know the players a lot more when we were out on tour. You see different sides of their characters and the managers as well. People are more laid back with you. And when you're on tour, you can always find a group of friends you can connect with. Being away from home before the season, you can open up to them and show them the real you. Who do you study in the first team? I looked at Alex Iwobi because he's young. He's in the same situation as me, coming up from the youth team. He showed me how to do it, so I talked to him about what to do in certain situations, and he gives me good advice. What targets do you have for the season, beyond playing in the cup competitions? Just to get a few starts in the Premier League would be nice. That's my main goal for the season. If I could, I'd like to play for the rest of the season, but that might not happen. So just as many times as I can play, I'll be happy to. What position are we going to see you play in this season? It's the manager's decision, but I think he'll see me as either a wing-back or a central midfielder this season. I wouldn't want to play a centre-back again, but it did open my eyes and show me different areas of the pitch when I was looking forward and seeing people's movement. And what position would you like to be playing in? Central midfield. I'm a central midfielder, so of course I want to play in my own position. But of course I'm happy playing wing-back as well. You went on tour this summer and have said that it was tough for you because you were playing out of position, but did it also have its benefits? Yeah, my time on tour was very, very good. It was my first tour with Arsenal and I did play out of position, but it's all a learning experience. I'm still young. I've still got time to develop. And I just thank the manager for letting me play. Does playing out of position help you when you go back to playing in your preferred position? 
it does help me play in central midfield because when I'm out of position, I get to see what other people do. And when they make mistakes, I can try not to copy what they do. I can take that out of my game and put the good stuff they do into it. Finally, going back to this summer, you're a World Cup winner. Do you think about it now? Yeah, it sticks in your mind when you win it. I keep having flashbacks and dreams about it, about when the final whistle went. And that feeling keeps coming back to me. It will never leave me. Can you describe what was it like in that moment? It's hard for me to explain it because I just felt speechless. My body went weak and I just dropped to the floor and said a prayer to God to thank him for bringing me this far. You have to be there to understand the feeling, but it was a once in a lifetime moment. What was the party like afterwards? We went back to the hotel. Everyone's families were invited and we had dinner together. There was a bit of champagne going around and then the team went out to the town centre afterwards. I think we went for more food, and then we went to a bar and just chilled. So it wasn't too crazy. Sensible boys. Teams for Arsenal, manager Arsene Wenger, red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 2. Mathieu Debussy. 4. Per Matasaka. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Alexis Sanchez. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Jack Wilshire. 11. Mesut Ozil. 12. Olivier Giroud. 13. David Ospina, goalkeeper. 14. Theo Walcott. 16. Rob Holding. 17. Alex Iwobi. 18. Nacho Monreal. 19. Santi Carzola. 20. Shkodran Mustafi, 21, Callum Chambers, 22, Jeff Huen Adelaide, 23, Danny Welbeck, 24, Hector Bellerin, 29, Granit Xhaka, 30, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, 31, Siad Kalasinak, 32, Chuba Akpom, 33, Petra Jack, goalkeeper, 34, Francis Coquelin, 35, Mohamed Elneny, 54, Matt Macy, goalkeeper, 61. Reese Nelson. 69. Joe Willock. For Doncaster Rovers, manager Darren Ferguson. Black shirts with green hoops, black shorts with green trim, green and black socks. 1. Ian Lawler, goalkeeper. 2. Craig Olcott. 3. Danny Andrew. 4. Luke McCulloch. 5. Mathieu Baudry. 6. Andy Butler. 7. Rodney Congolo. 8. Niall Mason, 9, John Marquis, 10, Tommy Rowe, 11, Andy Williams, 12, Ben Whiteman, 13, Marco Marozzi, goalkeeper, 14, Liam Mandeville, 15, Joe Wright, 16, Jordan Houghton, 17, Matty Blair, 18, Harry Toffolo, 19, Alfie May, 20, Tyler Garrett, 22, Alfie Beeston, 23, Alex Kiwomia, 26, James Coppinger, 27, Isam Ben Kemis, 29, Rhys Fielding, 31, Tyler Walker, 32, Cody Pryor, 33, Lewis Jones, goalkeeper, 35, Keegan Townrow, 36, Declan Ogley, goalkeeper. Officials, referees, Scott Duncan, assistant referees, 
Adam Matthews, Michael George, fourth official, Keith Stroud. Tonight's Carabao Cup fixtures, all 7.45pm unless stated, Chelsea vs Nottingham Forest, Everton vs Sunderland, Manchester United vs Burton Albion at 8pm, West Bromwich Albion vs Manchester City at 8pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. Hello, this is Arsene Wenger. That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day program. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. The perfect match. Working together to make good stuff happen for fans. MBNA is a responsible lender. Credit cards issued by MBNA Limited. Credit is available subject to status to UK residents age 18 or over. Switch, save and win. Catch your bells. Win Arsenal prizes and do something for the planet. This season we're giving Arsenal fans even more chances to win great prizes with an exciting new competition. Of course, you can still get the same 100% green electricity that powers Emirates Stadium for your home. And it's less than the price of the average standard tariff from the big suppliers. Sign up today at afc.octopus.energy for more chances to win. Octopus Energy official energy partner with Arsenal. Switch online now at afc.octopus.energy Arsenal. Always ahead of the game. Red Membership 2017-18. to Membership benefits include priority ticket access, access to ticket exchange, Exclusive membership pack. Access to unlimited Arsenal video content. Join today from £29. Alwaysaheadofthegame.com Arsenal Stadium Tour. Get closer to the home of football. Includes the FA Cup experience. Audio tours in nine languages. Find out more at arsenal.com forward slash tours. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.